Welcome to the second ever episode of the Upper 90 FPL show. Justin, game week one is done and dusted in the books. But before we talk about that, we obviously made some changes since our last episode when we gave our initial drafts. And in the week between that and the first deadline, uh, we did change a few things. So go ahead and walk us through uh, the changes you made going into game week one. Yeah, just a couple changes. We do post our final teams before the deadline on Twitter uh, if you're interested in that. But the couple changes that I did make are I changed my goalkeeper from Raya to Ward because I needed the extra half million that I used to upgrade Aronson to Martinelli. Now, it's not that I don't like Aronson. I do. He, he scored a goal, basically didn't count in FPL, but he he played well. Martinelli did get the goal and it did count so it worked out I just love Martinelli you convinced me last week Garrett that he's such a good option and I put him in and it worked out I tried to get the money out of Perisic I wasn't confident on any of the five million options Walker and Zinchenko both worked out well Zinchenko especially looks really good now but I didn't pick him at the time I also chickened out on the Holland that I was so confident in captaining he did perform as I expected him to but I chickened out and, and went for Salah. So that's what I did there. I did also change the couple of the 4 million bench fodder uh, just because those always just get changed around daily, it feels like. But I'm not even ha- sure I'm happy with the ones I picked at this point anyway. The one I am happy, though, Andreas Pereira on the bench, obviously at 4.5 million. But you made a couple changes too, Garrett, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So in the last episode, I talked about potentially downgrading Kulisevsky and and investing a bit more in my back line. I did end up doing that, and I downgraded Kulisevsky to Rashford, who you um, talked about and and had and kept from your first draft. So I thought he was a good punt, a bit of differential. I brought him in and used that extra mil and a half to upgrade Perisic to Cancelo. That immediately paid off. Cancelo obviously getting a clean sheet and two bonus points. Um, Rashford blanked in that poor United performance. Um, And I do have a bit of a short leash with him, but we'll talk about potential changes going forward. Otherwise, um, I had Zinchenko and I chickened out of him just because I was unsure if he would start. Kieran Tierney was fit, but only came off of the bench. Zinchenko ended up getting an assist and three bonus points. So that hurt, but I did bring in Gabrielle instead. So I did still benefit from that Arsenal clean sheet. Um, just not as much as I could have obviously, but overall I was, I was pretty happy with my changes. The one other thing I changed was um, I also got rid of Raya, but instead of downgrading him to ward, I just went a like for like swap over to Robert Sanchez, just because my faith in Brentford's uh, defense is not very high at the moment. And Brighton nearly kept a clean sheet, right? If it weren't for that bizarre Alexis McAllister. I guess United, no less. Yeah, really. So I I still think their defensive prospects uh, will probably be better than Brentford's in, in the upcoming weeks. Yeah, so would you say that the lesson of the week for you would be don't chicken out? Because that, that's three decisions you chicked it, chickened out of and none of them worked, if I'm counting correctly? Yeah, I mean, I I learned I should really be sticking with my guns, Justin, because I had Kulisevsky in, took him out. That didn't work, although the money, you know, obviously was used towards getting Cancelo, who returned. But I ended up keeping Mares, who's the same price as Kulisevsky, and Mares didn't even start. And I'm really concerned about that going forward with Pep Roulette. 
And then I should have kept Zinchenko as well, right? As I already said, um, obviously the Holland captaincy, it's, it's a two-point difference. So, you know, I'm not really too mad about that. Salah has now returned in six consecutive game week ones. So it was just the safer pick. And although, you know, it didn't necessarily pay out, it's not like that was a, that was a big loss. And I'm still pretty, I'm still very happy with how my first week went overall. So, yeah, how many points did you get? Yeah, so I ended on 76 points, um, which is pretty good. And my overall rank is just under 550,000. So a significant improvement over how I started last season. I'm pretty happy with it thus far. Obviously could have been a lot better if I had stuck to my gut feelings. But, you know, I, I will be doing that going forward. Uh, so, yeah, uh, overall a good start to the season. And hopefully I can build on it from here. How about yours, Justin? How did it go for you? Yeah, well... I think the biggest problem of my week was just unexpected benchings. Uh, Perisic, I guess you could call somewhat expected, but I was I was worried. I thought he would start. I hope he starts against Chelsea. Um, we will see. But it's it's Mares that was just so unexpected and, and hurt right. for sure. Um, as as with you, but hopefully again he'll start going forward. But. 67 points for me not fantastic just inside that two million mark um we did get up to you know over eight and a half million players this season which is fantastic to see we were worried there was you know half that a, a week before the season started and so glad we got it back up there but looking forward Garrett into game week two what are you thinking about doing any changes or are you thinking of saving that transfer yeah, I think I'm going to save my transfer for next week. And next week is when I'll probably start pulling the trigger on a few things. There's definitely just a few players in the squad I'm worried about, namely Mares and Rashford. I, I just can't have $8 million in a midfielder who isn't starting week in, week out, to be honest. Um, and we expect it with kind of the lack of depth that City have this year, at least in, in comparison to previous seasons, that Mares would be starting every week. And so if he doesn't start in this next week against Bournemouth, I'll start getting very concerned um, and, you know, would potentially move him to either Kulosevsky or Saka, who are the same price and, you know, are going to be starting every single week and have already both delivered, right? So um, that's one potential change. And then Rashford, his fixtures aren't great coming up. They go to Brentford this weekend. If he doesn't deliver in that game, I might start looking at, you know, maybe replacing him with Neto and then I can use a million somewhere else. Um, I'm not sure. We'll see. Um, but those are probably the two players I have my eye on most. The rest of my team, I'm pretty happy with. Um, but how about you, Justin? What do, what do you think you might change? Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Obviously, Rashford is always one to keep an eye on because he's the punt of the team. Um, but... Mares, if he doesn't return against Bournemouth, that becomes worrying despite the fixtures, as you mentioned. Um, for me, Jesus, I need to see something out of him just because Darwin is looking the more and more of a, an amazing option. Uh, if you want to, you know, splash out for Kane, we can try and find a way. But if Jesus isn't performing, it's just that the fixtures are so good coming up, even if he doesn't perform this week. For me, it's about Perisic. And is he going to start this week against Chelsea? Is he going to... Uh, return for me and so not only that but the question becomes do I start him this week right I have Andreas Pereira on my bench who is has an away game at Wolves and Fulham looked really good Wolves did not look so good last week uh, and Andreas Pereira himself looked very good in my opinion the 10 second striker role in that 4-4-2 that Fulham adjusted to he could definitely return an assist or a goal in that position for me 
and I don't, and I know he's going to start. I don't know Perisic is going to start. I don't know he's going to get a clean sheet. I don't know he's going to get a return. Who do I start? Garrett, do you have an idea? Yeah, I think you go Andreas Pereira 100%, to be honest, because not only are Chelsea or, or are Spurs playing against Chelsea, rather, at the bridge, where, by the way, they've had a horrible record in the past, right? Um, but also, I think Sessegnon's going to retain his place. He scored a goal. He was very, very good against Southampton. So I don't I don't think Perisic will start. And even if he did, I, I don't think he'll get a return. So for me, I'd go with Andreas Pereira 100%. Do you think I should consider transferring Perisic out this week and maybe taking a hit for somebody else or or just saving the money? Um, I'd say maybe wait until next week. I, I don't know what – I mean, I guess if, if you can get someone better than Andreas, but if you take a hit, are you really going to get someone who's that much better than Andreas? I'm not sure if that's worth it. I think that might be a bit too much of a knee-jerk for this early in the season. Um, but I, w- I would probably bench Perisic because I just don't think he is in the starting 11 for Spurs just yet. Fair enough. And then I think we had a few questions from our Twitter followers. Is that correct? Yeah, we did, Justin. And, uh, you know, really looking forward to answering some of their questions about FPL. And we can start with the captaincy option for this week, Justin. Uh, I think we both are on the same page here. It has to be Holland, right? Yeah, it does. But I think that it, you know, it's a tough debate. Salah is always there and he's always the uh, one to captain. But even within City, you know, you could captain Kevin De Bruyne. You could captain Jao Cancelo. I mean, against Bournemouth, it's a very likely clean sheet and he's going to get some attacking returns. For me, it's Holland. Um, but. You know, Son and Kane are always in the discussion, too. I think it's just that maybe you're away at the bridge that maybe this week isn't it. But to me, if you pick Salah, I'm not going to say that you're picking the wrong option there. But for City, I'm going to pick Holland. Uh, Cancelo would be the second option even above KDB, though, for me. And then KDB would be third uh, in that order. You agree with that or no? That's interesting. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really thought about KDB because I feel like just not many people have him. Um, mm. you know, using that money either towards Son or Sala in the midfield or um, with a different premium striker such as Holland. But also there's some people who, you know, have like a double premium up top draft. So they, some people have Holland and Kane, right? Um, yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's it has to be Holland. I thought he was just so deadly and incisive against West Ham. And City have been averaging four goals per game uh, in their home matches against newly promoted sides over the last uh, season or two. So, yeah, I, I just think City will get goals. I think Holland is the center point of that attack. I just think it's a no-nonsense, really easy bet for a captaincy return this week. And I know we both have Rashford in our team, and you you talked about how you're a little bit worried about him. He is our punt right now, but we did have a question from one of our United followers, and that is simply, are there any Manchester United players worth owning? I mean, I'd say Rashford. Uh, just because of the the price point and and the value that he does offer if he starts getting on the score sheet. Other than that, I'm not really convinced by any of them. Not until Ten Hag really has him playing better football. I think it's a possibility that later in the season, someone like maybe Christian Eriksen could be worth it. But as of now, I, I really would steer clear of any United players other than taking a punt for differential on Rashford. 
Yeah, I think Rashford and Sancho can also fit in that discussion. He's a million more, but either one can be a punt if you see them succeeding for that price point. Um, not that they're fantastic options, but punts for sure. The one option I see is Lissandro Martinez because he is only four and a half million, which is cheap for somebody you know is going to continue to start. For me, he played better than Harry Maguire by a large margin in that first match in his you know Manchester United debut, whereas Harry Maguire is the captain. So I just don't see him being dropped in any way. Saliba is the uh, one four and a half million option that might be better than him. Uh, so, but you know, either one at four and a half, I think those are clearly the two best options at that price point. So, if you wanted a Manchester United player, I don't think that's a bad one at all. Yeah, that's a good point, Justin. And then, are there any strikers under six million, Justin, that you think are worth owning? Yeah, I know the popular pick preseason was Dennis Undov, but he got zero minutes in, in the first game. Uh, he could, you know, play well and hopefully he gets some minutes soon at that price point would be nice. For me, the only one that sticks out is Dominic Solanke. And right now his fixtures are really bad for the next, you know, three game weeks. He has City, Arsenal, and then Liverpool. But after that, it opens up for him. And maybe he, he might be a player that you want to pick up uh, with some easier fixtures rolling around. He bangs in goals in the championship. If he could do it in the Prem too, it would be a good pick. Justin, I think it's Brian Mbwemo from Brentford. Uh, mm. They do have a difficult fixture this week as they're hosting United. But after that, really, really good fixtures. They have five FDR level two fixtures in a row. Obviously, you know, that's not always accurate. Um, but overall, I think... He will be starting week in, week out. For Brentford, he was very involved in their comeback at the King Power this week. So at $6 million, I, I think he could be a good option for sure if you're looking for a striker in that price range. But I would say overall that a $6 million or $5.5 million even midfielder is going to be better value than a $6 million forward, You know, especially when you have Pedro Neto and Martinelli sniffing around, although Martinelli has already gone up to 6.1. But... Overall, yeah, if I had to pick a, a budget forward under $6 million, I'd go for Brian and Buemo. Absolutely. That's a good option. I like to see it. We do have one more FPL question that isn't strategic, Garrett. And that is, what is the best team name you have seen this season? Justin, the one that I'm picking is from an Arsenal fan. And I think Arsenal fans in general have pretty good FPL names. And a lot of their team's players are just good for making funny puns and whatnot. But the one that really stuck out to me was Ode to Jesus. So obviously kind of a religious theme there, but the funny part is that Ode, O-D-E, stands for Odegaard. And so then it's Odegaard assisting Jesus. I just thought that was a fantastic use of two different Arsenal players and in a phrase, you know, which pre-existed, a really good pun, a beautiful FPL name. Yeah, of course. Plus, it makes you think of the song Ode to Joy. It's perfect. Um, mine has to be Reese's Set Pieces. <laughs> it's not only a great candy, and it works, it's literally perfect, but it's football-related. You made it his set pieces. He takes set pieces often for Chelsea. It just, everything fits perfectly. Incredible FPL name. Yeah, he took like 15 corners for Chelsea this weekend, but none of them were very good. <laughs> Absolutely not. 
And Garrett, we should look at our own league, though. Were there any names inside of our own league that stood out to you? Yeah, I really love the name from, of course, our former guest, Mr. Avi Anderson, and his team name is Marsh Madness. Oh, fantastic. Ah, a little NCAA basketball reference there. We love to see it. You know, he's a USMNT guy that leads Marsh. We get it. We make sense. Makes sense. Mine had to be from one of our Twitter followers, Chris. He, His team name is Rash Food Truck, you know, because he's <laughs> he's known for all the meals that he gave out to the children in need. And that's how he got his MBE and everything. And Rashford, Rash Food Truck, it works perfectly. Well done, mate. Yeah, that's pretty great. And Justin, it's great to see how many players we have in the league this season. Um, and how well you're doing in our league because you're second in the league, right? I'm all the way down to 15th. You Second place for you after game week one. Yeah, I'm happy with it. And, you know, the only person I'm behind is our friend Duncan, who we actually played with way back in the day, what, probably almost 10 years ago at this point. But I'm coming for you, Duncan. So get in the league and maybe we'll see your funny team name or we'll uh, you'll win our league and we'll, we'll see you. We'll keep updated on our upper 90 league each week. Uh, the code is EQ8GZD if you want to join our league if you're not already in it. It's a big league and growing. And with that, thank you all for watching. We wish you all luck with game week two, and we will see you next week with our update on how this weekend goes. And of course, any potential changes and probably our first transfers of the year. Thanks for watching.